Hey there, listener. I know you're dying to get to today's juicy, juicy episode, but real quick, we wanted to tell you something special. If you hadn't heard, we are coming out with an actual play Dungeons and Dragons show. It's going to be called Pact and Boon. And if you listen to the end of today's episode, you can actually hear the first part of episode one. Now, if you want to make sure you don't miss the launch of this new show, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash guild and sign up to join our free community where we'll announce all of these things. But again, if you listen to today's episode all the way to the end, you'll hear a snippet from the first part of the first episode and tell us what you think. But uh, in the meantime, let's get back to today's show. Welcome back to How to Be a Better DM, the official podcast of Monsters.Rent, the only subscription service for D&D minis. I'm your host today, Justin Lewis, and today I'm, I'm going to talk with you about a topic that affects every gaming group at least once in their campaign, in their career, right? And to be honest, it's something that's kind of been a thorn in my side as of late, and personally, I hate it when this happens. Uh, it can interrupt the flow of the game and cause some confusion in the story as well. And uh, honestly, it's just a plague. So today, let's talk about the cure. And uh, But before we get to the rest of the episode, I also wanted to let you know that we want to hear from you, listeners. Uh, literally, actually. We want to start featuring some listener questions or tips or segments on the show. So go to Instagram. You can either go to monsters.rent as the profile or how to be a better DM as the profile and follow us obviously, but send us a message, either video, audio, or text of a question that you want answered or a question you want to answer or a tip that you have, uh, really anything. And we'll mention it on the show as well as give you a quick shout out. And, uh, you know, we realize that you, the listener and all the listeners out there have a wealth of experience that should be shared as well. So why not share it? Again, go to Instagram at monsters.rent or at how to be a better DM. Send us a message and we will get it up on the show. So the plague that I was talking about earlier is when a player misses a session or can't make a particular session. Okay, so start off, let's take a quick scenario. This is a text thread between you and your group. DM, D&D tonight at six. Does that work for everyone? Alex, yup. I can't wait. Sean, of course, bruh. I'll bring the soda. Maddie, I'll bring snacks. Does, that, does everyone like Japanese algae candy? Alex, no way. That stuff's gross. Maddie, Alex, I saw you eat like 10 handfuls of the stuff last week. Jerry, uh, I'm really sorry, guys. I, I can't make it tonight. Obviously, the, test thre- the, the rest of the thread goes on in stunned silence for the next three hours. No one responds. This is a very common situation. And the reason why there is a stunned silence in the text thread for the next three hours is because everybody wants to play D&D that night. Jerry is the only one not able to make it. And everyone is wondering, what do we do now? That is, in part, what I wanted to talk about today. What do you do when this happens? First off... Let's talk about what you can do, and then let's talk about why and when you should or shouldn't do any particular one thing. I also wanted to 
I also want to make it very clear. Don't feel guilty for wanting to play D&D without one of your players there. It happens. Also, don't feel guilty for rescheduling for a later time. I've said this before, but D&D is just a hobby, unless it's your livelihood, but other things will probably take precedence over D&D. Sometimes, at least. Uh, that said, though, let's talk about your options. As far as I can see, here are your only options. Number one, reschedule the session for a different time. Number two, play anyway. Number three, kidnap the delinquent player, duct tape them to the chair, wax their eyebrows off for their impertinence for missing a session, and play anyways. Obviously, number three isn't as practical, but it's way more fun. Uh, and since it's not as practical, we're not going to talk about that one. It's also kind of self-explanatory. So if you do that, please don't say you got the idea from me when it comes out on national television. Anyways, those three, technically two things are the only things you can do. Uh, and that's what we want to talk about. So now that we know what we, what we can do, let's talk about what you should do. Number one, rescheduling the session. Probably the least desirable option is to reschedule the session. And it's likely the least desirable because it's assumed that everyone in the group wants to play D&D. That's why they're in the group. No one wants to reschedule. But sometimes it is the right choice. The most common reason for rescheduling is that multiple people in the group can't make it. You're going to have to come up with your own hard and fast rules. But in my group, if three people can't make it, then for sure we're rescheduling. That's like set in stone. If two people can't make it, then it's like 85% sure that we're going to reschedule. And if one person can't make it, then it's it's still like 60 to 70% sure that we're probably going to reschedule. And that's because I don't generally have a spine. Uh, I would say that rescheduling, regardless of you know the right choice, is likely the easiest option for the DM. Everything else is just a little bit more involved, right? I will say, just because you reschedule D&D doesn't mean that you have to reschedule games or reschedule hanging out with your friends. You could still meet up with the members of the group who can make it and play a different game or even just play a one shot that you come up with on the spot or have in your back pocket. There's nothing wrong with that. And for that reason alone, rescheduling is a very powerful option when it comes to a player being absent from a session. It's also a good option because you don't really have to make any other considerations, right? If you reschedule, that's that. But there's obviously the other option where you play anyway. So with that, let's transition away from this option, rescheduling. That's not really the, the funnest option, but it is the simplest and it's the easiest. And let's try to make things a little bit more complicated. There's a few ways to play anyways. The first one is present but non-participating. Uh, and obviously for the next few options, we're assuming that only one player is absent and that the DM and the rest of the group have decided to proceed forward regardless of the absence, right? That's basic assumption. Uh, now, as the DM, you have to make the choice. What happens to the character who, for the time being, is without a puppet master, right? Without their player. The next obvious and next easiest method then is present and non-participating. It's simply to have that character be present, but not do anything. Whenever role-playing situations happen, that character doesn't interact and is basically just a walking potato. This method might work, but more often than not, it will be comical 
to the other players who will ask, what does Gregarious do in this situation? To which you'll have to respond as the DM, Gregarious seems a bit zoned out and doesn't really respond to the rest of you. While funny, this method sort of breaks the fourth wall. And it reminds you and the players that this is a game decreasing the overall immersion. Also, it provides a big target on Gregarious's back for the other players to steal stuff from him, kind of mess around with him, and just kind of uh, see what they can get away with. If your players are wonderful and considerate players, they might not mess around with, uh, you know, Gregarious. Uh, you know, it's just a character, right? In this case, it, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't even be an NPC. It would just be a C, right? A character. I guess it would be an NPC. Uh, but but I don't prefer this method because it's it's too easy to just transition to one of the other methods anyways, right? You're just naturally going to do it. So I feel like doing it this way with the character being present but not participating is just sort of a non-decision as the DM doesn't really decide what to do, right? Besides, we all know that as soon as combat happens, it will be as if the character isn't there or someone else will take control over the character. So let's just talk about the other methods because those are probably going to happen anyways. So the next method is present and subbed. <clears throat> One method you can employ is the present and subbed method. In this method, you let someone else at the table take control of the character. For all intents and purposes, the missing player is being subbed out or substituted by another player at the table. If you do go with this method, I would put in a couple stipulations in the gameplay. First of all, I would recommend that the subbing player does not do any role-playing for the missing player. I recommend this because no one wants to, you know, no one wants words put in their mouths. So if you have someone playing for you, there is a chance that things would be said that the original player would never say, or things would be done that the original player would never do, or, or you know, or vice versa, right? Things wouldn't be said or wouldn't be done that they would do. You know, it just gets really confusing really fast, and I would just avoid it. Actually, I have an example. My brother-in-law... Uh, plays in our group and he was gone one session and his brother decided to step in and because of his brother's choices drew right uh ethan is the the player i'm talking about and drew stepped in to play ethan's character drew ended up murdering a harmless kind of innocent bystander and that definitely affected the alignment or at least the internal choices of this one character that Ethan was playing, but he wasn't there, right? And he was really angry when he got back. So just avoid it, right? Next, uh, and this actually has to apply whether you or another player are controlling the missing PC, but can they die? In my games, if you are not present, your character can't die. And I might change that and make it so they have advantage on all death saves or something like that. But but that's just because I don't trust myself or my roles enough to keep the character alive. So if you are going to die and bleed out, you don't. Because you are on loan, quote-unquote. And to me, that's just not fair. No one wants their character to die when they're not there, right? In your games, are your characters, whose players are gone, able to die? If they can, make sure the missing player knows this right? Knows that there is a chance that their character can die. In fact, that should be a table rule set up at the beginning of the campaign before any players are ever missing, right? They should know that. You also need to decide if the missing player has the right to retcon anything when they return. In my opinion, I would opt against this except for various role-playing aspects, 
when it comes to the major choices, the player shouldn't get to choose what happens when they are gone, right? They should have the opportunity to say, I do not want anyone playing my play, my, playing my character, uh, you know, but <clears throat> they, they shouldn't be able to decide, yes, I wanted to make this decision versus that one. Uh, that said, the players controlling the characters whose player is missing, right? The, the player subbing in also shouldn't be able to make any big decisions with them either. When a character is being subbed, they really should almost be almost be an NPC that, that gets to help the party in mostly just combat, right? Keep it simple. The last option that allows the character to still remain present is controlling them yourself as the DM. And in my opinion, this can be pretty simple to do, but it can also get somewhat annoying. For example, if your players use digital character sheets that you, the DM, can see, then it gets a little easier, right? If they're using D&D Beyond, you can just pull that up and you can play the character. But if they don't, then you'll have to keep track of those sheets of paper, right? Which can get annoying because you're already keeping track of so much other stuff. Uh, also, the more obvious consideration is that as the DM, you are controlling scores of baddies, as I just said. Do you actually want to be in charge of another character during combat? And my general opinion is to give a player control of the characters during combat at the very least, depending on how many adversaries there are, right? If it's just one, then I'm okay doing it. But if there's multiple, then I'm giving that away, right? So if keeping a character around is so much energy and, and focus consuming, why would anyone choose to keep the character present instead of just having them leave, right? So far, we've talked about if you, if you continue playing the session, uh, we've talked about keeping the character present and having someone else control them, either you or the other players. The other option is just having the, the character leave for a bit. So why would anyone just have the character present rather than having them leave? And, and there are a few reasons. The first reason is that depending on your party and table rules, the character might have to be present in order to gain experience. And that's how it works in video games, but that may or may not be how it works at your table. For example, I prefer just to have everyone in my party level up at the same time based on specific plot points, right? And that's because I don't really like math. I also don't have any players who leave for extended periods of time. Uh, it's, it's simply just to keep things easy for me. And I know that's not super game mechanic-y, but that's how I do it. The second reason a DM might choose to have a character stick around while the player is not present is because they are integral to the current story at hand. And this might be the same reason that you choose to reschedule the session if a player is not around, because they need to be present to make certain decisions, right? Having the character participate without the player is not an ideal situation, but it does allow the story to move on, and it makes it so the entire party isn't just waiting on the one person, because that gets annoying really fast. The third reason is that it doesn't make sense for the character to just disappear. There are different ways to make it so the character does disappear, which we'll talk about next, but if you are in the middle of a dungeon or stuck on a speeding train, having the character just say, gotta go, doesn't really make sense and breaks the immersion. So now that we've talked about keeping the character present, let's talk about having the character be absent in addition to their player. There are, in my opinion, three ways to make this happen. Number one, you have the character stay behind and the party leaves. Number two, you have the character actively choose to leave from where the party is. Or number three, you can have something else pull the character away, right? Some some sort of third party uh, 
force. <clears throat> when you have the character stay behind, this is simply that the party decides to go somewhere and the character decides to remain where they are, waiting for the rest of the party to return. I saw a great example of this in uh, High Rollers, which is that group from the UK. One of their players was not there, uh, and they had her character, Nova, just stay back at the inn. And the party went and did something else. Obviously, this worked because the party was staying in an inn in a city. If they were in the middle of a desert without food or water, having the character stay behind wouldn't really make sense. It would be nonsense. When you have your character leave the party, the character decides that another path is more important than traveling with the party, even for a day, right? Uh, in the second campaign of Critical Role, Yasha does this multiple times because that player had other commitments that she had to fulfill. When you choose this method, you have to have the player or yourself come up with a logical reason as to why the character leaves. If the reason is because I wanted to find mushrooms in the forest, that either fits with your campaign or your character, or, your, or it doesn't. If it doesn't, the other players will not find that a rewarding answer and it will make an annoying situation even more frustrating. More than anything, when a character leaves the party and comes back, that should be an excellent opportunity to develop the story arc of that character, providing great, great role-playing for the party when the character returns. So don't waste it. Use it as an opportunity to have something cool happen, even off-camera, technically, right? <clears throat> Speaking of the character coming back, when a character leaves, you will have to decide if they come back or not. And if the character was just a temporary thing, or the player wants to have a new character, then having them leave is not a, not a bad thing at all. It's actually a good thing. In most cases, though, <clears throat> the character will come back. And that means that you and the player who is missing need to try and figure out a plausible reason, not only for why the character left, but more importantly, why they came back and how they came back. In some instances, it's easy. Nicholas Trachagius left to go commune with his deity in the forest. He came back because he was done. The only reason that specific scenario could work is because in this case, the party remained in the same city, able to move freely, right? Uh, Nicholas Trachagius could come and go as he pleased. If the party had been in, embroiled in a dungeon, then having Nick Trachagius show up would be somewhat weird. Unless his deity in the forest had shown him a specific place in the dungeons where he could find special psychedelic mushrooms. And that place where those mushrooms were just so happened to coincide, coincide with where the party is. Honestly, even that scenario is a bit uh, far-fetched, but uh, sometimes it works, right? Also, a quick side note. D&D is your story. That means that even though some things might seem coincidental... It isn't because you are the story weaver, tying all the threads together, weaving a great and beautiful tapestry. Was it coincidence that Han Solo and Chewbacca were in the Mos Eisley Cantina when Ben Kenobi was looking for a way off Tatooine? Or was it the Force? Was it just coincidence that Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli were all present at the Council of Rivendell, or were they destined to be there? You know, it doesn't matter because they were there. Sometimes I analyze things too much and I fall into this trap of thinking, what a funny coincidence that those two characters were there. And then I decide not to make that part of the story. In movies and stories, coincidences happen all the time. And honestly, that might be why the stories or the movies even have a plot because of the quote unquote coincidence. So 
I know I say that you have to make things quote unquote make sense. And I know that you've, that, that I've been using a lot of air quotes, quote unquote, but just as long as your story is gripping and entertaining, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Side note over, by the way. So thinking about reasons why a character would return, there are a few possibilities, but obviously if you can think it up, then it's probably going to work. <clears throat> the simplest reason is that like what I've already mentioned, the character that left finished the thing that they went to do. So they came back. Simple, easy, doesn't need much more explanation than that. Another simple reason is that the thing they went to do led them back to the party anyways. This method is great if you want to tie in the reason they came back with what the party has going on right now. An example of this would be Dustar the Druid left because she had a strange vision about her communing with nature in a white glade. She leaves, finds the white glade, and while there she has another vision about finding a black glade and her party. She starts her search. She finds the Black Glade right as a Death Knight begins attacking her party in the very Black Glade she saw in her vision. And the party dispatches the, the Black Glade and the, the Death Knight. Dustar discovers that the center of the Glade, there is a grave of an ancient druid whose spirit is at unrest for some reason. And now the party's going to kind of go on that storyline for a while, you know. So the character left and returned both for plot points. Another simple reason is that the missing character has her own agenda, and then whatever the party was doing leads the party to the missing character. It's somewhat similar to the previous region, reason, but there are slight differences. In this case, the missing character doesn't really have any intention of returning to the party, or they intend to return much later. The party then does the returning, you could say, surprising everyone involved. When it comes down to it, you don't need to make it make sense unless you want to dwell on the fact that they left and came back. If you just want to gloss over that so-and-so returned, you know, then it's fine. You just gloss over it and move on. The rest of your party was going to move on to no problem. But if you do want to spend time on it, make sure that it's a satisfying, fulfilling answer to the question of why did you come back here and now? While we are on the subject of players missing sessions and things like that, I think it would be apropos to talk about how communication around missing sessions happens. Here's the truth of it. It'll, it's going to change on a case-by-case -case basis. Here's the idea, the ideal that we all strive for. Every missing player alerts the group at least a couple days in advance. That's kind of the ideal situation. And I know things don't always pan out that way, but it's best to alert the group as soon as you know you're going to be missing a session so that the group can make decisions and plan what they are going to do. For example, this previous week, I was sick. <clears throat> I was hoping I would feel better by the time and day of our session, but I wasn't. So I texted the group that I couldn't do it that day. On other occasions, members of our group have had conflicts and they've alerted us that they would be out of town weeks in advance, right? As soon as you know, tell the group. This allows the rest of us to decide if we will continue playing anyways, or if we will hold off and wait until you get back. So really the only rule for communication is communicate early, communicate clearly, communicate often. What do you do if the missing player is integral to the story? Here's where I put on my tough love hat. The simple fact of the matter is that you will have to decide yourself, but let me tell you that no decision is wrong. 
If you decide to move along with the story, that's totally fine. In fact, maybe the player being gone will help you write a more creative story. Either way, you're, you're the DM and you're going to have to take control over the session and decide whether it happens, right? Yes, your players may all decide to skip a week, but you get to decide if the week is skipped any time on a whim, right? You have more control than any other player. And don't forget that. Also, don't lord that over your players in a really jerky way. That's just terrible. Uh, but just know that if a player is missing and their character happens to be a big decision maker right in the center of what's going on, you can play without them. Like, you don't need them. They might not like that, but if that's what it takes to keep your group playing and having fun, then absolutely do that. From sickness to work trips to family conflicts, our players are going to have lots of reasons why they may or may not be able to make sessions happen. That's probably especially true in this next period of time. You know, we're going to have Christmas and New Year's. So when your players turn up missing, don't feel discouraged. Instead, look at the options we talked about to see if there's a way to make your session happen. And if the player remains missing for more than 48 hours, call the police. Lol. In the end, what matters is that everyone is having fun. Also, that was a joke. I hope none of your players ever actually turn up missing. Uh, thank you for listening to today's episode. Uh, make sure to head over to Instagram. Like I said, give us a follow. Uh, we can find us at monsters.rent or how to be a better DM. Send us a message. Like I said, tell us your tips, tricks, uh, questions even, and we'll give you a shout out. Uh, and send it to us there and we'll make it go live on the show. And again, like I said, we'll give you a shout out. Uh, but thanks again, guys. We'll be back next week for another show. Until then, let's roll initiative.
Thank you for listening to today's show. Uh, we really appreciate your support and your patronage. We have a few more announcements to go over. Uh, first, thanks for listening to today's show. You obviously liked it because you listened this far. So, as a treat, we want to give you a taste of what's coming. Listen up. Well, folks, we are living in the world of Kalignos. Um, world of fantasy, magic, adventure, death, life, gods, the lack thereof, murder, love, mystery, no love, Gosh, zero love, but most of all, love. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's some love, but we won't be doing any of that because I don't like it. Because we're all men here. We're yes. all thank here. Yeah. I mean, hey, well, actually, well, we'll see. Sorry. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to bring the love. Thank you. Tanner, Tanner will bring the love. <laughs> I feel that. Come with us. Um, we find ourselves in hell. The nine hells, to be exact. Each layer of the hells grows more violent and evil in its nature. We pass beyond Avernus, the first hell, a rocky and desolate landscape being constantly ruptured and broken by meteors falling from above and volcanic eruptions from below. A legion of fiends marching towards some unknown destination, branded and prepared for war. A frighteningly gorgeous woman in dark robes at their head. Falling through an opalescent pool, tumbling through the heats of hell, we find the Iron City of Dis, the second level of hell. The walls, buildings, and streets all glow with a dull red of hot metal. A monstrous tower pierces the sky and overlooks the Iron City, the throne of Dispater. Peering at its subjects, a waterfall of molten lava flows out of a wall covering an entrance to the underground prison network where prisoners of war, criminals, and kidnappers are kept and reformed. Mentiri, the prison of Dis. Now, our intent is to find heroes of the light, heroes of righteous demeanor, heroes that can bring the world from darkness and save the innocent. Let's go see if we can find them in Mentiri. We find ourselves deep in a portion of Mentiri called The Purge, an unsettlingly clean and put together section of the prison dedicated to the torture, reformation, and punishment of prisoners. An Aaron Yace clad in blood red plate armor drags a jet black dagger down the bare chest of a human man strapped to an iron table. Damn. He's dashing, rippling with muscles, white blonde hair disheveled. It's long about shoulder length. He's, he's a good looking dude, right? So there is some love okay. here in Caligars. Right. <laughs> we're, we're feeling it. All right, good. That's all his apparently. <laughs> yeah, he clenches his teeth in pain as the dagger is just casually dragged down his belly as blood starts to come out. Um, he fixes his gaze on this devil woman and says, I will ever serve the light. May the gods curse you. 
and he spits. She sighs, breathes in deeply, puts away the dagger, and summons a giant greatsword from out of the nothingness. Uh, Before the man has time to finish the gulp, as he sees this giant blade, uh, his head is lopped off. Oh. Um, So... Oh, well. (laughs) There goes the hero of light. Not so handsome anymore. Um, Let's see if we can find anybody else. What do you say? That's right. We're coming out with an actual play D&D podcast called Pact and Boon. And we are so excited to share this with you. Just so you know, our characters start out in the Nine Hells. And if that doesn't sound fun enough for you, let me just say that Tanner will be sporting a German accent. And it is quite delightful. So if you want to be notified for when this show comes out within the next few months, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash pactnboon. That's P-A-C-T-N-B-O-O-N. Put in your name and email and we'll let you know as soon as Pact and Boon is released. Tired of being alone? Are you tired of not having any of your players understand you? Are you tired of never truly belonging? Well, you're in luck. All you need to do is join the Guild. The Guild is a unique and exclusive experience that is only open to Dungeon Masters. It is a full community focused on helping ease your DMing burdens. Want to meet other DMs? Join the Guild. Want to discuss your homebrew ideas with people who would appreciate it instead of just telling your cat? Join the Guild. Want to find a place where all your wildest dreams will come true? Join the guild. Go to monsters.rent slash guild and sign up today for free. Wait, that can't be right. Chuck, Chuck, can you check this again? Is this supposed to be... What? Oh, it's... They're serious? It's free? Oh, okay. All right. Yes, go to monsters.rent slash subscribe slash guild and sign up today for free even though they are crazy for giving this away for free common side effects may include burping sneezing laughing breathing hearing listening tasting farting critting sarcasm puns and in extreme cases explosive diarrhea that's all the announcements we have today again thank you so much for everything you do for us you make this show possible like we said before we'll be back next week with another great episode and until then let's go ahead and roll initiative <laughs>